and welcome to another Can Do Can Say podcast. Today we're going to talk about taking a horse from the race course to a riding horse and how to make that transition as good and easy as possible for the horse. There's been much in the press over the past year or so about horses leaving the racing industry, particularly here in Australia, raising questions about the sustainability and ethicality of the current situation. In this podcast, I'm going to discuss how we can help to protect the welfare of off-the-track horses by easing their transition from racing to sporting and leisure riding homes. Having grown up surrounded by racing and race horses, even taking one of my father's slow thoroughbreds to school with me as a young teenager, retraining off-the-track horses has always been an interest of mine. However, it's not always straightforward and we need to be mindful of certain aspects of off-the-track horses' training history to optimise their transition. So what's so great about race horses? Both thoroughbreds and standard breds retiring from racing will have been extensively handled and often habituated to working with other horses, crowds and travelling on a truck or a float. Of course, not all of these experiences will have been positive ones for the horse and we need to keep that in mind when retraining. Ask any thoroughbred or standard bred owner what they think is the best thing about the breed and eight or more out of ten of them will tell you their versatility. You'll find both breeds in a range of disciplines from working on the farm to dressage, show jumping, hacking, trail riding, and I've even seen a couple have a go at reining. There's no doubt that these beautiful horses can turn their hoof to anything, but their success and happiness in their post-racing lives does depend on how we re-educate them. I think there are seven important things to remember. The first one, has the horse been started under saddle? This may seem obvious when we look at standard breads. The answer is clearly no. This is actually a good thing because it gives us a place to start with the horse. The thoroughbred is rather different and it's easy to expect too much from these horses' previous training. Thoroughbreds are taught precisely what they need to know to race and often extraordinarily little else. Unfortunately, what they've been taught is rarely useful for their post-racing careers. Number two, what exactly did they learn? Unlike the pleasure industry, the racing industry is profit-based and results-focused, which doesn't always allow sufficient time for training simple responses such as head down for bridling or stand for mounting. And while twisting the ear to get the bridle on achieves the desired result in the moment, it may also set the new owner up with behavioural problems that require addressing. There are a host of problems that arise whenever we, as owners or riders, have an agenda that is seen as more important than the horse's mental well-being. Three, were they desensitised to pressure? All off-the-track horses will have been desensitised to pressure cues, particularly bit pressure. Both thoroughbreds and standardbreds learn to race with meaningless, often unrelenting rein tension, which again is not a desirable response for the pleasure rider. Physical force, such as pushing horses into barriers or yanking on leads in an attempt to stop movement, can have taken the place of sensitive horse-centric training, the shortfalls of which will be evident when rehomed. Number four, fear-based training. Racing is a high adrenaline sport, 
horses repeatedly practice the flight response. It is this very fear-based response that trainers and jockeys are provoking. We know that the flight response can be difficult to extinguish, as can any response learned using fear as a motivator, which is why, as new off-the-track owners, we need to be mindful of this during retraining. Number five, how do they feel about learning? While there are exceptions to every rule, many or probably most racehorses have little or no understanding of combined reinforcement. Often off-the-track horses simply haven't been taught how to learn. Six, how many homes? Not all off-the-track horses move straight on to loving and caring pleasure homes. Due to their perceived zero value, these horses often pass through the hands of unscrupulous dealers, even being sold on with fictitious histories and breed details. Alternatively, they can find themselves changing homes often and being classified as project horses, neither of which situation is likely to improve their welfare or their training. Number seven, what's their experience of trainers? Finally, off-the-track horses are often ridden and handled more by men than women during their racing careers. We don't yet know if this impacts their behaviour, but the Equine Behaviour and Assessment Research Questionnaire, EBAC, is currently looking into this possibility. EBAC is examining whether horses ridden by men and boys differ in their behaviour and in certain personality traits to those ridden by women and girls. You can go along to my website and click on the EBAC tab and you'll find out more about that and you can also download an article there. So how can we help racehorses transition to a good post-racing life? I think the first thing, number one, is to bring the horse back to basics. I'd recommend taking your horse back to basics when it comes off the track and working through each of the foundation lessons, regardless of breed and experience. Naturally, the standard breads, never having had a saddle, require this foundation work, but thoroughbreds, while they've worn a saddle and carried a rider, the experience has been very different from leisure or riding sports horses. By treating the horse as a blank canvas, you give it the benefit of calm, controlled, organized training, and you are sure to create a safer and happier horse in the process. Number two, give them your time. Time is something we, as ex-racehorse owners, often have more than their previous trainers or owners. Couple that with the desire to spend as much of it as possible with our gorgeous off-the-track companions, you have a recipe for great things. Never underestimate the benefits of simply spending time with your horse to both get to know him or her and to teach those little responses such as tying up and bridling with the head down that may seem trivial but can make the difference between an ordinary start to the day and a relaxed and happy start. Start with the simple head down lesson in the training. I think that that is a great place to start with all of these horses. Number three, resensitizing pressure cues. As off-the-track horses have been desensitized to pressure cues, particularly bridle responses, it's necessary to be mindful of this and begin to engage the horse with learning. Consider the simplest of cues, such as leading your horse. Always remember the sequence of pressure release reward and be sure not to be holding pressure if the horse is responding correctly. 
This will help resensitize the horse to pressure cues, meaning you will need less pressure to elicit the same response over time as the horse learns that you always release when the horse responds with the correct movement. Give to the bit is an excellent place to start resensitizing your horse to light pressure cues. Number four, keep it low key. It's important to only practice those responses that you want your horse to repeat. So be careful not to encourage the flight response by chasing the horse in the round pen or on a lunge line. Because this response was reinforced during the horse's racing career, we now need to establish alternative, safer responses for the horse. This is a great time to really get to know your horse and understand his or her emotional level. Learning to recognize those signs of changes in the emotional level and begin to engage your horse with learning. Number five, relearning to learn. Learning how to learn is probably the biggest and most important obstacle to a successful post-racing career. By taking the time to engage your horse with learning and teach him or her about combined reinforcement, you breathe life into the horse and into your relationship with them. This is my favorite part of retraining off the track horses, watching them engage with learning and realizing how clever they are. Number six, how experienced are you? Off the track horses are not for everyone, despite being an inexpensive route to horse ownership. They require experienced, calm and knowledgeable owner that is prepared to spend time retraining the horse. If you're that person, fabulous, what a treat they are. So where do I start? If you get a horse straight from the track, remember, it will be full of high quality feed and some will need some time to come down and get that out of their system. Change the diet gradually and carefully so that not everything changes at once for the horse. Your new off-track horse may not be well socialised. This will depend on its history, but it's not uncommon for these horses to have been kept in isolation since they started pre-training. Introduce your horse carefully to one new herd member at a time and always allow them to meet over a safe fence. Some horses will have been stabled most of their lives and can panic if released into a large field. Again, break this down into easy steps for your horse, ensuring your enclosures are safe and secure. Securing their future. Even when an off-the-track horse is fortunate enough to be placed with a reputable retrainer and then rehomed, their training is unlikely to persist if the new owner does not know how the horse learned the responses. Horses quickly revert to old behaviours when the riders are unclear or inconsistent with cues and rewards. So if you're taking on an off-the-track horse, make sure there is ongoing training support available for you and the horse. The Kandu Equine Off-the-Track Training Passport is for racehorses. The passport allows their new owners to access ethical, sustainable training tailor-made for the -the off-the-track horse together with a supportive community to help them in their journey. Training passports belong to the horse. In the event the horse changes homes, the new owner can then benefit from the training and the community. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about training your own horse, particularly off track horses, using safe, evidence-based methods that are applicable to horses of all breeds and disciplines, then go to canduequine.com. 
while you're there, have a look at the Race to Ride tab, and that will tell you about the off-the-track training passports. Also, drop me a line and let me know if there's a topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming episode of the Can Do, Can Say podcast. Until next time.